Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Haters, trolls, death threats. The internet isn't exactly known for positivity. In fact, according to researchers, as more people gained internet access in the early 2000s, more hate crimes occurred. But in spite of its reputation, the content that's most likely to go viral is actually positive. From Refinery29, this is Strong Opinions Loosely Held. I'm Elisa Kreisinger, and on today's show, Shiny Happy People. Two women with two different approaches to why positive content goes viral. Is it because we want to seem like we're good people, or we actually are? Sharing is an act we engage in in order to improve the impressions others have of us. Dr. Catherine Milkman is a professor at Wharton at UPenn, and her study with colleague Jonah Berger on virality, well, went viral. She's one of the leading experts on this topic, and her findings answer the question, why do things go viral? She's a boss. The same content can be spun much more effectively if you spin it as more positive. Professor Milkman and Jonah Berger's study looked at the virality of 7,000 New York Times articles. A program coded the language in each article as either positive or negative, and the result was a secret sauce of virality. The secret sauce of all viral content is is, um, a sauce that has a number of ingredients. Emotionality is key. Positivity is ideal. How practically useful is it? How interesting is it? And then um, how surprising is it? Do I know this already or is it something really new that sort of catches me off guard? And there was one other finding as well. In our New York Times data, we saw that articles written by women were more likely to be shared controlling for, you know, whether they were in the arts section or the world news section, so controlling for type of content. And we see the same thing when we look at scientific discoveries that are penned by women. Perhaps the reason women's um, work was more likely to take off is that they're, they're picking slightly more viral topics themselves. Maybe their taste is a little bit different. I initially wanted to talk to Professor Milkman about virality, but then I found her senior thesis. At Princeton, she examined the relationship between female protagonists and their female authors. So women are more likely to write about men than men are to write about women. Both are more likely to write about their own group, but women cross over more. And the same is true for minorities, African-American authors, for Asian authors, etc. Wow, that's so fascinating. Why do you think that is? It's a hypothesis rather than something I've proven, but my speculation would be that when you're a member of a minority group, you have to learn to think like the majority. It's sort of forced on you. And I think of women as members of the minority, um, mostly because I'm I'm thinking about our representation in organizations and at the highest levels of organizations, for instance, uh, and, and historically in terms of how we've been treated. I think it requires you to be able to step into another person's shoes more effectively if you are a member of a a minority group or a group that has traditionally not had as much power in order to be successful. And so maybe, perhaps, that is one of the reasons that we see authors of fiction more comfortable stepping into those other personas when they are members of minority groups. 
What's your favorite viral video? My favorite viral video is a video of an exploding whale. There was a, a beached dead whale and they need to figure out some way to dispose of it. So someone has the idea that they should put dynamite in the whale and uh, then, you know, that will disperse this giant carcass. And it doesn't go quite as planned. So the video is is the whale being exploded. And, like, pieces of whale just go all over the place and they break cars and they hit the bystanders. So did you share that? With many, many people. (laughs) (laughs) And it relates to one of the things that we think causes sharing, which is um, deepening social bonds. So... um, so it provides something we can talk about and, and laugh about. And um, so that's one of the reasons we think people share emotional content in particular. Soul Pancake's most popular video is called Pep Talk from Kid President to You. It has 37 million views on YouTube. It's positive. It's emotional. It's practical. It checks off all the items on the Milkman test. Yes, there is now a Milkman test. Let's listen. The world needs you to stop being boring. Yeah, you Boring is easy. Everybody can be boring, but you're gooder than that. Life is not a game, people. Life isn't a cereal either. Well, it is a cereal. And if life is a game, aren't we all on the same team? I mean, really, right? I'm on your team. Be on my team. Corey Stoner O'Neill, you are the head of sales and marketing for Soul Pancake a media outlet that many people love. Can you tell me just a little bit about how Soul Pancake started? Back in 2007, Rain Wilson, who played Dwight Schrute on The Office, him and a couple of his buddies were noticing the crap and the grime and the slime and the dirtiness of the internet. And sure, there were great cats on skateboards and like funny stuff that was happening, but there was just a lot of crap. He wanted to use that celebrity attention for good and decided that they should make something that mattered and they should start and reignite the conversations around spirituality and creativity. And uh, he always tells us stories about how, uh, reminds us, I should say, stories of how like Plato and Socrates, they were like badasses. What happened? Why isn't that cool anymore? What have we done in society where that that conversation isn't meaningful and, and worth having? What is considered things that matter. There's so much we have in common and we forget that every day while we're fighting political campaigns and and beliefs. Um, but we love that the way we tell stories is really unifying people and um, elevating the conversations that we think need to happen. What is one thing that you know for sure? I'm gonna die. Okay. It bums me out. I love talking about death. People never want to talk about death. Yeah. I, I, I'm, it's my favorite topic, honestly. What I find interesting is belief. Mm-hmm. How somebody acquires a belief, how they lose one. How do you guys take big philosophical conversations about the meaning of life? How do you boil those down and make them not only like edible to an audience, but highly shareable? An example is death. Um, everyone told us not to make a show on death, but that's the one thing we all have in common. We're all going to die. That's something that we can really connect over. And you have to make fun of uh, Darwin or <laughs> Newton or science. science. Oh, science. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. Scientific method. What role does religion or spirituality play in your outlook personally or even just the outlook of the company? I grew up uh, taught to work really hard and um, earn, 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 earn. And I had started consulting and running my own business at a very young age. And I had all of these great clients, but I was really emptied by it. And um, through 
uh, an engagement that ended. It sent me into this like self-reflective state of what am I doing? I'm building this business of my consulting work, but for what? I'm building brands and businesses, but what are they doing for the world? And it got me in this like kind of a funk and my heart was broken and um, it left me in a really empty place. And through that process, I found God and that changed my outlook. So I ended up at Soul Pancake through this like life journey of faith. Um, I ended up on the Soul Pancake website because I was so blown away that this random search I had done popped up where Buddhists and Christians and um, and Baha'is and Muslims and, and atheists, they were all talking about the same thing and talking about their personal perspective on it and no one was cutting each other down. Do you think that people share Soul Pancake content or videos because they want people to think they are kind? I think that they want someone to experience the feeling they get from watching our content. Is that an oversimplification, do you feel? Are we oversimplifying human connection? I think you're right. Human connection is not always easy. But I think that deep down, one of our, our greatest needs is to be in community with people. People want to talk about this stuff. They want to talk about creativity and spirituality and religion and um, everyone's opinion matters and it's worth discussing and most people's ideas of life are conflicting but uh, if we're not learning how to talk about it then then we're not doing our job and we're not growing as a society Corey stoner and professor milkman had strong opinions and data on virality and now i want to hear yours Tweet me at PopCultPirate with your opinions and make sure to use the hashtag S-O-L-H. That stands for Strong Opinions Loosely Held. Our show today was produced by me, Elisa Kreisinger, with help from Catherine Ann Connolly for Refinery29. It was edited by Caitlin Pierce and we recorded with Paul Ruest. Please subscribe to Strong Opinions Loosely Held on iTunes and rate us while you're there. You can find an interview with me about this episode along with other episodes and stuff that we left on the cutting room floor at refinery29.com. See you back here next Monday. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.